Hi there, welcome to the first episode of the Transforma Tu Inglés Profesional podcast. I am your host, Daniel Smith. Today, I will be talking with Alistair, an amazing coach from my team, all about the meaning of the expression to go pear-shaped and how you can use it in a business context, why the verb estenar is so difficult to translate into English, and a small story about lost passports in India. This podcast is aimed at helping you push your business English communication skills to the next level so that you can grow professionally and achieve your international career goals. So without further ado, let's get straight into it. Enjoy! Hi, Alistair. How are you? I just want to speak to you today about the whole idea of the meaning of something going pear-shaped. So maybe uh, you could tell us all about that particular expression. Hi, Daniel. Good morning to you. Thank you for letting me on your podcast. Pear-shaped. Okay. My understanding is something is going well, is successful, whatever that may be. And then for some reason, it starts going wrong. It starts going badly. And it ends up as as a disaster. And that could be in your private life or talking about your football team or anything in business. So it could be a meeting or the company started well, then starts going badly for some reason. The economy is bad. So you say that it's uh, it's all going pear-shaped. That's my understanding. And yes. would you agree with that, Daniel? A- absolutely. And that's exactly how I would, would use that particular expression. And in fact, not all the different types of expressions have a story behind them, right? But this one in mm. particular does, because it was actually originally used in the 1940s, when the Royal Air Force were describing poor executions of loops in the air. So obviously the loop was supposed to be circular, but ended Mm -hmm. up looking pear-shaped. Like a pear. Like a pear, exactly. That's right. So Ah, I never knew that. That's interesting. So it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, these types of expressions can be kind of very interesting, right? But they and not, but not all of them have a story like that behind them, or a particular no. type of, you know, because even mm. I had to research that. I had no idea about that yeah, whole. Thank you, Wikipedia. <laughs> so, yeah, so, most yeah. in most cases, most people have no idea where they come from. You have to research them to find the origin. So there often is an origin or a reason, but we use these expressions. We learn them from when we're kids. And the vast majority of people have no idea where they came from or why. So I'd never even thought about the meaning of pear shape. So, well, it's the shape of a pear, which I suppose is, it's imperfect now. It's not a perfect circle or a perfect square. That's right. That's right. And I think if you went and asked somebody in the street in the UK, you know, the meaning or the story behind the the expression, they have no idea at all. That's right. Well, we didn't know, did we? I know. Thought about the subject for this first podcast. That's right. Exactly. How would you normally use that expression? Would you use it more in a business context or an informal context? When, When would you use that? Well, I think it's informal and you can use it in all situations, informally or formally. So you can use it about things going on in your private life or business. So as I said before, it uh, could be a meeting that started well, but then went pear-shaped. So for some reason, something went wrong in the meeting 
and it ended up being a bit of a disaster. Talking about your business in general, with the pandemic, perhaps your business that was very successful has gone pear-shaped because of the situation. You've lost money. Yeah. So, I mean, any situation in business, a project, you started a new project, it started well, it was a good idea. But then at some point, it starts going pear-shaped. Things start going wrong. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, you can use it in any context, I would, I would think, formal, informal. That's true. Yeah, I think I would use it in both. Mm. I really would. I mean, mm. there's, I think I would use it with friends in a social context, mm. but I'd also use it in a business meeting. I, I think I think they're kind of equally uh, applicable, you know, and yeah. those wouldn't be wouldn't be something that I would be hesitant to use with my friends or no, in business. everyone. Meeting. It's a very common yeah. expression people know. And yeah, you can use it in with your colleagues, with your boss. Uh, I don't think anyone is going to you know, think it's a bit, uh, I don't know, impolite or a stupid phrase to use in a business context. So it's a very common accepted phrase that people use regularly, you know, in informal and formal situations. Yeah, absolutely. And so, I mean, you could even apply it to this particular podcast, right? You could say, well, well I hope we hope not. Hope- we could have like say you know i hope this is which we'll come to in a minute um Mm. doesn't go pear-shaped you know that that's 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 the last thing we want yes we're hoping it's successful and the listeners like it and they want right that's right But if it goes pear-shaped it's everything it's not gone well that's right exactly Uh, you know especially the estreno as you said yeah how would you say that in English. Uh, well, there's, it's kind of interesting, right? Because some words in, in some languages are kind of just difficult to translate. And, and mm. estreno is, is one of those. And it's kind of come yeah. up it's set, it's set in so many of my, my uh, classes that I've had. And, mm. uh, Me too. And the, and the idea has always been that the, the student has wanted to say that word, but then has never really found the correct translation yeah. and has just kind of really been searching for the word, but hasn't been able yeah. to come up with a solution. And they ask you how? How do you say estreno? Estrenar los zapatos. That's or right, nuevo. exactly that one. That type of, you know, related like clothes to clothes or anything. Yeah. Or yeah, a car. You buy oh, a new that's car right. and you say, exactly. estrenar yeah. tu nuevo coche. <laughs> and I never have an answer. I have to say, well, uh, really, you can't say that in English. We don't have, we don't have our word or our verb. That's estrenar. Right. Yeah. So what would you say if some, I know, you've got your new car and you're taking it out for the first time? Yeah, what well, basically, say? yeah, I mean, it, it is uh, I, basically what I would say is that it, it's new or if I really had to be specific or very close to the Spanish mm. uh, expression that I'm mm. set, I would say I'm using it for the first time, you know, which yeah. would be a more of a direct translation. But generally, somebody would say, well, is that is that new? And I would say, yes, it's new. Well, you know, yeah, I, we just I, avoid. I it. Yeah, we yeah, don't really we just don't use really, it verb, let's say. But. Yeah, we don't refer to it, do we? Just say, is that... Hi there, just a very quick interruption. Hopefully you're able to understand everything in this episode, but if you need a little extra help, then you can download the transcript totally free and read along as we speak. If you're interested, just go to the show notes and find the link. Now let's get back to the show. The first time you've driven your new car, yes it is, or... Um, I don't know. With clothes, yeah, it's the first time I'm I've worn this jumper or these shoes. But I think most of the time we would just avoid mentioning it. No, or some say, "Is that jumper new?" Yes, it is. I bought it yesterday. That's right. And it's yeah. the first. It's the first time I put it on. You could say, or the first I'm wearing it for the first time today. That's right. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah we don't really have a verb except if it's a a film. A film so what exactly. would you say? How would we explain that there is a film? 
well basically yeah the first time yeah i mean that that is is a little bit easier in english right because we have a specific yeah. word which is obviously a premiere right which so, is a french word interest so we don't yes. have a word we need to <laughs> yeah, use a french we, word we've stolen that from the french as well yeah yeah anyway. yeah premiere absolutely yeah and of course that is used quite you know quite commonly very much whenever i think of that word i always think of sort of leicester square in in london and sort of yeah. all these different premieres where all these famous actors come and sort of watch the premiere or whatever but uh, yeah and they have the red carpet and the red the carpet stars, yeah and all the fans are there screaming and asking for autographs <laughs> that's right that's right so it's a premiere really for the first showing of a movie where the actors appear and uh, invited guests now often celebrities and the media i suppose the critics and that's right exactly but not the general public no. not the general public unless you're kind of like uh you know well special the, yeah some yeah invitation. i don't know got, got a contact there or something yeah, yeah that's yeah. right that's right so i suppose so, yeah. you could say this is the premiere of your our podcast that's right Absolutely. And we hope yeah. it doesn't go pear-shaped. That's right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that, would be a disaster. So that would be a disaster. But let's get back to the whole idea of pear-shaped. And there's one okay. interesting thing that I also noticed about the whole idea of pear-shaped was that it's important to put a hyphen in between the two words, pear-shaped. Oh, and of course, hyphen is guion. So when you're writing it out, or although to be honest, pear-shaped is one of those things that I use more in in a sort of verbally rather than than I would actually write in writing. Writing, wouldn't you? Would you agree with that? Or yeah. Well, I, we said before about informal and formal, and it yeah. did occur to me as I was speaking, I was thinking, perhaps in a letter, an email to your boss or somebody important. I mean, between colleagues that you know each other well, it's okay. Yeah. But perhaps in something a bit more formal in writing, if you're writing a report for your boss uh maybe you wouldn't use pear-shaped it's no, a, maybe it is a little bit too informal that's right yeah you'd just yeah. say you know something went was you just explain what was going wrong that's right because i suppose you'd be doing uh, an analysis of the problem with something no the problem with the project or so you probably wouldn't say the project's going pear-shaped perhaps that is a little too informal in writing in writing, yes. It's more verbal in conversation. It is more verbal, isn't it? Yeah, it is one of those expressions yeah. that's used more verbally. But yeah, of course, write it maybe. no, mm. but I think in this context, it's also really important that sort of is when you're kind of in a situation where you're in contact with native speakers and it's particularly understanding that expression because you might get lost as soon as somebody, a native speaker might say it. You, you, you know, if you're a, a learner of English, of course mm. you can use it. And I certainly be super impressed if, if any student uses yeah, that wow. old expression it's of like, pear-shape. Like, wow, yeah, I'd be amazed. But but the, on the other hand, it's like it's actually really important to know it in terms of your listening, right? So that you don't kind of get confused when when maybe a native speaker is speaking as well. I think that's, yeah, that's perhaps, super important. Perhaps you yeah, perhaps you would never use it as a non-native speaker, though. As you said, if you can, it'd be quite impressive for people. It would be. It would be. Yeah. But yeah, you maybe need to understand it because yeah, somebody could use it in a in a in a meeting or in a conversation, and you need to understand. Because you'd be confused, like pear shape, the shape of a pear. Right. Trying to work out why are they talking about fruit in uh, the context <laughs> of this right. meeting. Exactly. We're talking exactly. about a serious situation here where everything is going badly and you're talking about the shape of a fruit. So <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. I think it is useful to know it, even if you don't. Perhaps yeah. you wouldn't dare risk using it yourself. That's right. In case you use it in the wrong context. Absolutely. And so, like, as I always think, there's kind of like always really a very 
good way to remember these types of expressions because expressions can be quite difficult to, to remember uh, because there's so many of them, right? But what I thought would, we could do is kind of just talk a little bit about any experiences in our life, the lives that have uh, sort of gone pear-shaped in the, in the past. Mm, so <laughs> too many. <laughs> maybe you could maybe you could share an experience with with us in terms of something that potentially might have gone pear shaped for you uh, in the past. Well, okay. For example, a trip. I did a trip to India in well, almost it just occurred to me it was February 1992. Uh -huh. So almost exactly to the day 30 years ago. My god. Wow. That makes great. me feel old. <laughs> and I still remember this story. So because it went so the holiday was great, fantastic trip. Yeah, it was but near the end, about a week before the end of that, I think we took four weeks to travel around north of India. We're in Rajasthan, which is a desert area in the northwest of India. Mm -hmm. And we we took a trip in a taxi for about three hours. Taxis are very cheap in India, right uh, in the desert to a temple right. that we wanted to visit. And when we came back in the evening, so three hours back, I realized I'd lost my passport. Right. So I, I presumed I dropped it. It had fallen out of my bag or my pocket or somebody had stolen it. And the decision was, do we go back to the temple three hours again in a taxi wow. in the desert? Yeah. And I thought, no, there's no point because if I dropped it, somebody would have picked it up and taken it. So there's no point in going all the way back. So I said, okay, we'll just have to cut short our holiday, go back to New Delhi, the capital of India, uh, which we had to do to fly back. But we were going to fly back, you know, go back on the night before the flight. But in this case, we had to go back about three days before. Okay, yeah. To go to the British consulate for me to get a new passport. So we wasted three boring days sitting around in, in the British consulate getting a new passport. So three days of the holiday or four days wasted at the end of the trip that we had to cut short. So right, the trip yeah. was going very well. Fantastic experience. We loved it. But it did go a bit But losing the pa passport made it all go a bit pear-shaped to the end. That's right. So I still have fond memories of that trip, but as you can see, 30 years later, when I think of that trip, I immediately think of losing my passport and the problems I had to get a new, to get a replacement, no, which rather slightly ruined at least the end of the trip. Yeah. So there's an example of something going pear-shaped. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And so obviously a shame, you know, missing out on those last three days, right? Because you kind of like feel as if, you know, you could have been doing yeah. things at those those moments. Yeah, but, there was know. a couple of places we planned to visit that we we couldn't, so which I never visited. So sure. I never had the opportunity to go back and uh, revisit, well, revisit, visit those places we intended to that we, we couldn't. Sure, sure. Still a great yeah. trip, but uh, yeah. yeah. I, I, I mean, those those types of situations like traveling and that they're always kind of like the moments where things potentially can go pear shaped. You know, lots of my students have told mm. me sort of stories where things have gone pear shaped. Like I, I can remember a few students where they 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 were traveling to the US and and they were just going to be in the New York, I think, for like a few days. And on the way there, the the airline managed to lose all their luggage, right? So ah, and mm. the and the and then they obviously had to arrive by all the you know the standard story, obviously. But at the same time, is kind of really does have an impact on on your yeah. whole trip and spoils uh, your trip that's right especially yeah that, that's a common one i suppose yeah the airline misplacing your luggage that's right and that's yeah your whole 
your whole trip can go pear-shaped or at least it can spoil the beginning or the end that's right absolutely so that's that's quite a common uh, example of things going pear-shaped absolutely absolutely so yeah there you go so hopefully this particular estreno hasn't gone pear-shaped that's that we, we hope not <laughs> oh by, by the way there is there is a happy end to that story okay about which is another it, it at least it gave me a good anecdote which i've told many times over the years right so every every cloud has a silver lining. Yeah, an expression that maybe we can we can talk about in another podcast. Absolutely, that's a good one. That's a good one. Definitely. That's a good one. Yeah. Yes. So I arrived when I got home about a year later. I got a package through the post. Wow. Uh, okay. From from India, I was like, "What's this? I'm not expecting anything from India." Right. I opened it, and there was a letter inside from uh-huh. the British High Commissioner to India. Right. Uh, and he said, dear Mr. Johnson, uh, <laughs> I was visiting a rather wonderful little temple in the desert of Rajasthan and uh, the high priest of the temple approached me and we started chatting. And when he discovered who I was, he said, oh, by the way, I have this passport that somebody dropped that I found a year ago and I've been keeping it in case they ever came back to collect it, which they didn't. But as it's a British citizen, can I give it to you? And he said, okay, so basically my passport was given to the British High Commissioner a year after I'd lost it, which is wonderful. This guy kept hold of it yeah, just in case maybe one day I came back to collect it. He then sent it to me. So I got my, so in the package was my passport, obviously with a corner cut off because it was now invalid because I had a new one. Sure, absolutely. And uh, the British High Commissioner signed the letter and he said, uh, I would recommend you take more care with uh, (laughs) the property of Her Majesty the Queen in the future. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, absolutely. And he also said, yeah, and then he said, here is the address and the name of the priest and the temple. I think it would be very nice of you to show your gratitude to maybe send a donation to the temple, which I did. Okay. So there you are. So a year later, I got my passport, now useless, but still, I've kept it ever since. As a memento and the letter I have somewhere in a drawer. Uh, so that's a nice, a happy ending to the Yeah, to the story. absolutely. That's an amazing so It was almost story. worth losing it just to have that ending <laughs> or that <laughs> anecdote to tell. Absolutely, absolutely. That is quite an amazing story. I never never thought that that would be, you know, that that, that you would have got that back. That's incredible. Yeah, isn't it? well, neither did I, obviously. Yeah, and yeah, literally, absolutely. like a year later, I'd completely forgotten about it. So. Yeah, fantastic. They right. also all went pear-shaped, but they all, then finally... It, I don't know. I don't know how you'd say the opposite. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It became well, apple shaped. Or... Yeah. No. Well, it's everything turned out fine. Yeah. Although everything you know, turned out fine yeah, in the yeah, end. Yeah. It yeah, all worked right. out well in the oh, end. Right. There was a happy yeah. ending. Absolutely. Great, okay. Alistair. Well, thank you very much for sharing all of that. Thank you. That's an amazing story. So obviously that's it for this particular episode, and we'll catch up again next week. Okay. Okay. Looking forward to it. All right. Great. See you then.